This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. I don't think we do away with it, but I definitely think that how do we do it better, different, yeah. or another way? Now, I, Which I, is and what I, mean, I have said from the get-go. Yeah, it, it, empty is just an observation to get the conversation started. Right. Yeah. Like I I have no doubt that we have a percentage of our population that uses public transportation a lot. But I have asked the question for 10 friggin years (laughs) to give me that number and they either can't or won't. Right. I think we're all in agreement. You're then quit going backwards. Well, I just wanted to point <laughs> clarify. He doesn't like when we say they're empty. <laughs> I know. I just want I, because he does I not like when we say because I, empty. I I thought you drive that, everywhere. Do you have different observations about looking does. at the buses most of the time? I see people standing waiting for the bus all the time. That's not what I said. How many buses do you pass that are full of people? Full and empty are two different things. <laughs> Yes, they're the yes. exact opposite of each other. Right. Some people are waiting to use some buses. Okay. I mean, I see it every day. Okay. I, me too. And I also see buses driving around empty right. every single Maybe day. Maybe going to pick people up. Maybe. But You're I, sure that the math would probably work itself <laughs> out if I'm driving around that I would see the other side of that as well. But I do have a problem with the pickup stops. Like, I do think they should be enclosed. There should be some heat in the yes. winter. They used some... to be, didn't they? Or at least I there were some that were that But now there's nothing. Okay. Yeah. I, I got some challenges with that. Mm-hmm. And, and bigger cities, they have a whole different... I, of course they yeah. do, because yeah. they're full. <laughs> well, it, And they also charge more than 50 cents. Yeah. Some are free, completely uh, free. Okay. I mean, there's different models. There are, but... <laughs> it's true. You, you, you did the math based uh-huh. on what she told you. Just very it's, crude, yeah. It, yeah. $750 a day coming in. What do you think the cost going out every bus. day for 19 buses, yeah. union drivers, gasoline? Way more. I mean, it's not Exponentially even. Exponentially more. Right. But then there might be another pile of money that's bigger than that, and it makes it irrelevant. Except no, they're taking that relevant. money out of our pocket, too. You're paying for it twice. I mean, given the circumstances. Quit looking at it like this is some sort of Elon Musk private venture. This is literally your tax dollars. I, and I want, Whether it's federal I spend or less state tax or local. But you're saying, what if there's this other big pile of tax dollars that makes up for all the tax dollars you're losing over here? In the current context, that is that is the circumstances. Now, you should go after why that is why it is and change the game like we all are saying which then you go got a jerky interview i did not say that that was never said i didn't i was just back here playing bump music and i got roped in you're listening to news talk 1340 wsoy decatur that also is a government mandate um it's just got to be better and and the only way you get better is to ask questions that people are uncomfortable with because if they had this information readily available they would share it with you. It shouldn't be this hard. Most, even government, has to have a budget and, and a line. I, I, I mean, you, you know, here's what it costs. Here's what comes in. Here's how many people we serve. Simple. But they will tell you rides, not riders. And I think you're correct in that that is based on hitting a number that is attached to some other trigger of dollars that also is coming from the taxpayers, just a different tax base like federal taxes. Yeah, the thing that was buried in all of that it, that I think is super important is are we missing people that aren't even being served properly? Or I doubt it. You don't think so? No, I just think we're doing it in, in the least okay. cost-effective way, mm. which is also kind of the definition of government. Right. You know, you've been in and around this world, not just transportation, but anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See the grant money that goes out, oh my that gets wasted. Yes, yes. You yes. know, I'm all for helping people, and I'm yeah. all for taking my taxes and helping people. Yeah. But it just feels like they don't even try anymore to be effective. Yeah, and I think that we kind of get hit when we have some expected outcomes. Because you're asking for outcomes, and you're yeah. asking for impact, right. and you're asking for utilization, and that never goes well is what I've learned. <laughs> or rarely. I mean, yeah. it's it's uncommon <laughs> where you can go, well, here's exactly what, you know, it did. And, and and there's, I guess, you, you know, some people feel like, well, it's helping people just shut up. 
And I'm like, okay, that's great, but how many more people could we help if we did this smarter? Absolutely. Because then there would be other money to be spent on other things. I'm not arguing to do away with taxes or to not provide transportation. And I don't even know why the 50 cents. Why don't you just make the damn thing free? I mean, the idea that you're justifying bringing in $700 a day in revenue seems silly to me. Yeah. We'll eat millions but we're charging. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense to me, right? Just make it all free. Yeah, and let us because the, the revenue's got nothing. I mean, it's not even in a ballpark of making up anything. Yep. So, how about that? That's good. My <laughs> capitalistic liberalism just out liberal Jew. Just playing Wilson Pickett. No, I'm just literally. Oh. Yes, I, I just said, look, I'll go make it free for anybody that needs it, and I'll end up saving the taxpayers' money. I really do think that's possible. Yeah, I think you're right. Totally and, and it does happen in places. It does. Sure. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we figured this one out. How do, actually, <laughs> I, listen, by the way, this isn't unique to here, and it's not. I don't want anybody to take anything like this as personal about her. She seems very bright, and I'm sure she'll do whatever the yeah. system lets her do, which is part of the problem is the system, not the people. And, you know, you get into it, and I can see, like, after a while, while you just throw your hands up and go, hell, I mean, they're going to pay me whether I, whatever. Yep. And we've had some bad leadership in that position in the past. I don't mean recently, but, you know, in the, I mean, some awful, you know. I, I want to know what they make on that advertising. I'd really be, you know, the the boards, the oh, stuff on, on the, the buses. Side of the bus. I was like, they're advertising. Well, you, if yeah. you go to yes. if you go to their website, yeah. it's like an out of town company you have to deal with. And they probably have the internal uh, ad space too, you know, up on the the tops and in between the windows and stuff too. The stuff that all those people in the bus are looking at. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Nick. I, I'm gonna get all over that. I want to get. I want to get. Let's put some ads up. Yeah, I noticed on their website, I'm looking for this now. Uh, here we go. Here's the advertising <laughs> details. Uh, buy advertising, get, res- get buy, or bus advertising gets results. Your message will be seen if you advertise on one of our moving billboards. Exclamation point. DPTS's 25 buses rotate their routes daily on all the busiest streets into every shopping plaza in the entire Decatur area. Advertising on buses is Broadcast reach and billboard impact, but with a significantly lower cost. For more information on how you can make bus advertising work for you, contact the a transit advertising group in St. Paul, Minnesota. So that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. They used to control that locally, or at least that, you know, if you wanted to do, and we've done that over the years. I mean, it's been a long time, but you go to the transit department and talk to somebody there about advertising. And I'm assuming, you know, with the wraps and all the other things they can do now, they could get very creative. Yeah. I'm just, I just wonder about them outsourcing that to St. Paul, Minnesota. Seems weird, doesn't it? It's interesting. It could probably be done here. It certainly well, it was be done, done here, here yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Hmm. Because we, if all you're buying that. ads, just know you're paying people commission in the, you know, in the economy of St. Paul, Minnesota, not supporting local mm-hmm. folks here in Decatur, Illinois. And we definitely see the ads. We see the buses. Uh, sure, we do. They're rolling. Sometimes it'll distract you. <laughs> yes, it will. Okay. <laughs> What's going on in your world? I don't know. Not riding buses, that's for sure. Yeah, but you're talking to school board candidates. Oh, you, that's right. interviewed all of them. Now, two of them dropped out, right? I think so. I, know I saw that officially. Uh, uh, I think it was a Herald Review story over the weekend. One of the interviews that you did. Detrice Weathers. Yes. And yeah. then the other one was. Um, Maybe Walker. Yes. Uh, they were both, I think, quoted in the story about okay. time commitments or whatever. So you've had then all of them on or With no? With the exception of um, Misty Frunk. Okay. And just doesn't no get response. back to you. Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate yeah. when people turn down free media. Yeah. Uh, because you know what happens is people will go, well, you know, it's just the people who raise money are the ones. And then you don't return a call about free yeah. media. I don't so get we've it. reached out quite a few times with all of them, and I think everybody responded with the exception of Misty Front. Okay, so what have you learned? 
I've, I've By learned. the way, the podcasts are all available at nauticator.com. You can go to the Morse Code page, and they're all there. Yeah, I, I still have a different view of than when going coming out of those interviews than when I went in in terms of looking at the board more, more holistically. Mm-hmm. I think previously for me, I vote for I would vote for individuals. Yeah, and now I'm probably um, trying to figure out and understand how to vote to build a board. So you're like a basketball uh, coach. Now. Yeah, you need a power forward. You <laughs> yes, gotta have yes. a, a center. <laughs> And you got to have a point guard. Yes. All right. Exactly. Which means that there was some, there would be some people that I would vote for to build the team. But but here's the problem for me with that. I understand that. Yep. But there, there's no team. I, I I mean, how do you, I don't know how you force a team because right now you got a whole bunch of individuals and I don't know that inserting other individuals, I don't know how that turns into a team. I, I think that for me, I have to look at skill set and, and what's what's needed with with the 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 hope that the vote um, would slowly start to build something different than what we've had. Okay. And I don't know if it's possible or not, but it's definitely it's an interesting way, way of looking at of it. Of looking at it yeah. more holistically. I've always um, been about a tent more than anything. I think yeah. you know I almost want somebody that doesn't want to be there. Really? Yeah. I mean, that are, is reluctant. They're not there for the headlines. Yes. They're not there to cause the splash. They're not yep. there to be a disruptor. They're yep. there because even though their best notions told them not to do this public thing, they, they believe in giving back and they're there for the right reason. Yeah. I does that make any sense? It does. But I think you need a strong seven and you won't find seven of those. Unfortunately. No. Nope. You know, but but I, I, I think, you know, I told Nick, I read this article about how, uh, world wrestling sort of set the tone for our politics today. I read this entire article. It, it, a lot of it makes sense to me that what we do now, you know, it, very few people are going there to be a part of a team. Very few people are going there to give each other cover, to have strength in numbers, to yeah. do the right thing. It's all about how can I get a lot of attention? And and I think there's some people that think good intention and bad attention are the same thing. I mean, just, it's attention. Mm-hmm. And we get personalities now rather than team players. Than team, yeah. I mean even in local politics. Yep. I am I am appreciative that they all joined and they joined us at Newhall to have conversations. Um I tried to create space to just have a conversation without any gotcha moments and was very very candid and very open and in saying things I recognize that, yes, I would or would not vote for this person. And in not saying things, I recognize that I would or would not vote for the person. And for me, I have the expectation that they come back to us here and engage in some of the work that's being done as board members. That is the expectation that I try to set in building that collaborative relationship um, to utilize our platform to impact the kids in a positive way. And my intent is to hold them to that. Right, well, listen, <laughs> frighten me, and I don't have anything to worry about. They better get on the bus. Get on the bus. Yeah. Get on the minivan. And the hybrid. The, the electric minivan. The electric. So, yeah, they all, I'm, I'm, I'm super thankful and, and grateful that they spent some time with us here. At, listen, at a basic level, uh, when anyone steps up to put themselves into a position like this, yep. you got to have just respect for that decision, yep. right? Uh, some people get it and get in there and do the wrong thing with the, you know, what it is they think it's, you know, doing, but others, I, I think, you know, they, they want to give back. Yep. And I think, um, we have to find our, our place in our space. And for me, we, you know, I've steered clear a lot of politics and having those conversations on air. But for me, this is one of those spaces that it's the same thing. I had to step up and have the conversations and have a better understanding. Well, it's important and we've got to get some cohesive sort of, we um, do stability, uh, you you know, with superintendents and with board members, it's, it's too important the mission to just keep rolling over. And there's also this, I I think we, meaning taxpayers and parents, you you know, shouldn't have the expectation that every time a superintendent comes in, they're going to rewrite everything. I I mean, that's part of the thing. We want change. How's change working for you? We had too much change. We, we need consistency. Consistency and stability. And we need some folks with some skin in the game. Yeah. Going to be principal uh, for the day tomorrow. Anything That's you want me exciting. to do while I'm there? <laughs> that should be nice. I'm not sure what my powers are, but I might be able to change a couple of rules. <laughs> for the day. Well, I'm acting. I'm just saying, you know, they didn't, you know, I didn't sign anything away. I mean, I, I feel like I've got power. It'll be fun. Uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, the uh, acting principal um, at 
Eisenhower, I believe, was our guy's like Spanish teacher or teacher in like the first grade um, over at Johns Hill. So kind of coming full circle. Uh, I look forward and I think that the problem that we have in this community, and it's not unusual, but as a community gets older, they're less and less attached to the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have kids there anymore. Maybe they have grandkids, but there's not in the buildings that often. No. Nope. I mean, they have a perception of what it is based on media accounts of things that may or may not be any different than when I was in school. But because 20 kids film it on their phone and it ends up making the rounds on social media from a perception point of view, you go, oh, that's a big deal. But if you're in the halls, I think you see a completely different thing. Yeah, and we've had a lot of conversation in trying to make sure that we tell those stories, mm-hmm. the good and the good of students. And uh, we run into and I encounter a ton of good students. And so oh, it's, it's 10 to 1, it 100 to 1. I mean, it it's is. not even close. Yeah, it is. And, and that's our fault, meaning I, I say our, meaning the media in general. You know, if there's a lockdown at a school because a person two blocks away had a gun, we blame it on the school. Yep. And here's what we know and what I know for sure is that it's it's like you said, it's anywhere USA. Right. So it's not just here. It's in our county schools. It's in schools everywhere. And so, yeah, principal for a day will be fun. Yeah. Well, if I'll see if there's I don't know if it's binding, but maybe I can make a couple of changes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, what's uh, in your calendar? By the way, you're going to be able to hear a lot of those uh, interviews uh, uh, right up in, until Election Day, which is you know coming up a, a little over a month from now. Uh, and people are already like early voting early and all voting. that's going on. So yep. uh, you don't have to wait. You can get the podcast and go listen to them uh, at nowdicator.com. So. Uh, when you think about doing things in a different way and, and to this bureaucracy point, yeah. uh, and, and I'm not asking specifically about District 61 because I don't think there's anything unusual at all. It's public education. We sort of want to keep doing things the same way, right? Uh, th- yeah. There's no – I mean, I think there's an outcry, but there's no actually incentive yeah. to do it differently. I think every time you kind of come in and want to kick in a door, people go, well, you want to rock the boat. Do you feel like that a lot? I I mean, not anybody specifically, but there's just sort of a this system that just sort of chews you up and spits you out. And everybody's just sort of okay with mediocre. I think that that's the challenge, right? I think that even when we have new leadership in in any position, in any capacity, anywhere, you do have a strong constituency that is comfortable with the way things have been and they currently are. Um, For me, the challenge is always conveying something different. I don't always know how to communicate what it is I see. Um, And so it creates a bridge and a gap. Um, because I can't really promise you that it's going to be different, but but I can definitely say that what I see is sometimes n- not the best. Um, and so we there, there's a different level of trust. There's a different level of understanding. And how do we build the trust? And we've had some conversations about how do we build support around initiatives that will allow people to kind of stand and be protected in working to innovate whatever it is they're doing. And yeah. so it's not a it's it's not easy. Um, and sometimes you wish that you could just go with the status quo, but your soul won't let you. Like for me, it just, I, I, I know it, it won't been swimming against that stream my whole <laughs> life. Uh, but I do think uh, what we saw in the community last week yep. uh, with people rallying behind, uh, you know, 450 people that just got screwed. I yes. mean, there's just no ifs, ands or buts about it. Uh, and I, I do, and you and I have had these conversations off the air. I, I, I don't think that the district itself has tapped into that community right. the way it could. And that could be argued the other way around too, that the community hasn't, you know, done enough. But I think when you see what last week, what, what it gave me is like even Facebook was nice for 24 hours. Yep. Right? Yep. And there was a whole lot of people doing whatever they could, like yes. meaning they were initiating conversations of like, I can give you a free haircut. I, you know, yeah. I can help you with your resume. I can, you know, they couldn't hire people, but they wanted to bring whatever they had to the table to be a part of the solution. And then across the board, all these people coming together for these 450 
why can't we do that for those 7,000 plus kids in District 61? And so in, in our last um, pretty, pretty good conversation, our couple of hours that we had, what we recognize is and what you all have helped me to see is from a 30,000 square foot. And we know that our community has some challenges that may not be as evident to everyone just yet, but there are some key pillars and things that are happening. And we will only get through all of those things together by last week. Perfect example. And I'm not sure that we have the visual of our 7,000 kids other than the article, like we saw the families and the adults last week. But I think that it's coming, and I think that the opportunity is here to start to shore up our community, to brace ourselves, because more is coming. Yes. Uh, I watched, you know, and and unfortunately, over the years, a lot of that has to be driven outside versus in. Uh, and, you know, when the initiative was put together to put a referendum up to, to redo those high schools yep. and they made it a countywide initiative, it was people like Kevin Berhaney and Dave Weber and Julie Curry, yep. you know, that, that rallied the community and, and that passed first ballot, which is really unusual for an education referendum yep. because I think we sometimes just listen to the letters to the editor or the Facebook yes. complaints and you feel like that's the whole community when in fact, when the whole community is engaged, they do the right thing. I think that there's this perception that we're still divided against racial lines or ethnic lines or gender lines Chief, or age, what right? Would, what would make us believe that? Right, exactly. <laughs> For the past few years, that's right. what we've been fed. But when you mentioned the names that kind of helped to lead that yeah. initiative, that is the true essence of community commitment and diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do we do this together? Yep. But there's this invisible undercurrent that says, are we still like we were two years ago? Or ha- are we I know, able to- and, and I, I just, I don't have time for undercurrents because it, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying what yeah. you're saying isn't accurate. It yeah. is. But if you wait to make everybody happy yes. to make change, it will never happen. It won't. It really won't. And, and I just feel like right now we need doers. We do. Whatever that looks like. In whatever capacity, in whatever space. And we don't all have to, to agree on everything. We, we Other, won't. No. And, and, but sometimes that's just the end of it. It's like, well, we don't agree on this particular thing, so we're not talking anymore. No, nope, can't do that. That's what the politicians have done to us. Yeah. Right. And we've got some opportunity. We're going to call them to the table, too. They yeah, have some good discussions. Luck. <laughs> good luck. While we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am optimistic, and I think last week gave me a little more optimism in the microcosm of our community, meaning these 450 families. Yeah. And everybody just said, we're not going to give up on these people. What happened was wrong, and we're going to help right it. Absolutely. I mean, that's what people felt, and we just saw it across the board. And I think if we took that whole approach, we could be doing things a whole lot different in Decatur, Illinois, than maybe they're doing in other places. Absolutely. Dr. J, we appreciate you. Love y'all. See y'all right. later. I won't see y'all for a while. It's good. You can take a little break. It's okay. What's wrong with that? <laughs> All right. When we get back here, we've got a lot to get to in our final 40 minutes of the show. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, we've got rain and thunderstorms until 5 p.m. Winds as high as 45 miles per hour, high near 58 Tonight, cloudy with a low around 39 and windy. For Tuesday, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 52. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 62. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 58 degrees. Your WSOI time is 822. Memorial Care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Milliken University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Milliken provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Milliken application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Milliken's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Milliken University today at milliken.edu slash apply. John, the price of groceries is enough to send somebody into a panic mode these days. Yeah, especially when the refrigerator goes kaput. Even more so. We got a call from a customer who had that problem with a freezer load of those expensive groceries. And that'll keep you awake at night just thinking about it. Right. So because Dick Van Dyke stocks the 100 most used parts, we were able to send a factory trained tech out to her place to fix the problem before she lost any of that food. And he wasn't some subcontractor either. Trained right here locally by the team of Dick Van Dyke. You know, one way to fight inflation? Yep. Keep from having to buy expensive stuff twice. Yes. You got that right. This is Dennis Regan, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store, which means you have the comfort of knowing that if anything goes wrong, we'll make it right. Wow! Listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. Got an email from Joe who did some math on the high school and uh, buses. He said, uh, Hey there, 180 school days, 35,000 uh, divided by 180 equals $194 a day. $194 a day for two high schools equals uh, $97 per day per school at 50 cents per ride. That pays for 194 kids per school per day. My conclusion is that schools probably are paying the going rate for the Decatur Public Transit System. Maybe, Joe. Uh, but what they are not having to pay for is the driver and the gasoline and the bus maintenance. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, the way he went through it is probably pretty close to accurate. And yeah. when and we were when we were spitballing it, we accounted for twenty for twelve months of students, which is not the case, Joe. But, no, but, it I, but I think so. what Joe is saying yeah. is that it's an unrealist at fifty cents. Yeah. Why even charge that? Right, right. I mean, why charge one hundred and ninety four dollars a day? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even coming anywhere near to covering your, you know, your right. cost, or it, it just can't be. Anyway, more on that. It's an interesting conversation to have. I, I think that people get uncomfortable with uncomfortable conversations, and I don't know how you get anything to change if you don't have them. Yeah, and in this case, if you can get the data, this is, this is more of a, a mathematical formula of. But it's not. I mean, what we know is that the math isn't going to work, even if we have all the data here. No, I mean, like you'll be able to shift your resources. Hey, over here, we 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 need a heavier load over here. We need less. Here's so once you understand it, then you can. But but if but it's not built on that model. Right. If one person needs it here, we're Mm -hmm. running that route all day long. Sure. Even if. One person only needs it at 8 a.m. Right, but but knowing that might say that's a minivan versus the bigger vehicle. Right. Yeah. I so know. I mean, I know, but I'm just telling you, it, it's it, it, government just doesn't run on a business model. No. And, and the more you peel it away, it's not anything unique to Decatur or anywhere else. It's just sort of it is what it is. Uh, and a, a city council member explained to me a long time ago, there's no incentive for them to do it any other way because those taxes roll in whether they're great at it or not. Mm-hmm. You hire or client hires you if you don't produce, he's not coming back. Right. Now, think about if you just had a client that couldn't divorce you and had to keep paying you regardless of whether you did good work or not. That's where they are. And I'm not saying that's that they don't care, but I'm saying there's no incentive to do it differently, even if it's attached to federal dollars. You just got to hit this number to get that thing. That's never a good way to run things. The airport deals with that all the time. And I have this many deployments because we don't, we don't get that federal dollar. Okay. A lot of examples of it out yeah. there. All right, so I told you, oh, Kanye and Adidas made a deal. 
Did you see this? Uh, I heard the rumblings. I didn't know that it had got signed. Well, they, they did a deal to get rid of the inventory they already have. had to. I mean, because of that unsold inventory, uh, Adidas started to really plummet, plummet hard. Uh, what, what do you make? Well, even if they sell this inventory that's already there, what's the future look like? Because this is a one-time thing. I know. I, I don't. I'm not as bullish on them. That product line is the biggest thing that they had going. By, is it? Because oh, I yeah. feel like Adidas is way bigger in Europe than it is here. Like if you look at a lot of soccer yeah. uh, or what they call football, Adidas is way bigger. Mm-hmm. So to me, like sometimes we have an American view of like what's big versus a global view. Well, I mean, you can just look at the numbers of, of the – it was well, such they, a – But they hadn't well, – in fairness, I mean, this just got – the rug got pulled out from under them. And so your business model gets mm-hmm. turned on its head and you don't have a plan for it. Exactly right, yeah. And they had originally just planned to sell them just anyway and just <laughs> debrand them and just sell them, um, you know, at 300 bucks a pop sometimes. And, and uh, you know, the scarcity that comes with it and the 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 press and everything that came with it, it's a huge part of their their business model that they've now got to do. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they're going to get rid of all the stuff they're sitting on. Yeah. And I don't know what that means deal wise or if he gets anything out of that. I don't know if that changes anybody's minds about buying it. I don't have any idea, but it is coming to a close. We'll take a break back with more right after this. This is RJ Crace with your stories. Now, the Illinois Supreme Court has consolidated three of four state-level challenges to the state's gun and magazine ban. Last Thursday, the high court consolidated Attorney Thomas DeVore's three cases, but left the Macon County case separate. The Macon County case is set for a hearing on Friday. Last Friday, a federal court judge consolidated four cases with oral arguments set for mid-April. To wrap up National FFA Week, DPS hosted an ADM Career Day last Friday. Several ADM employees spoke to students at MacArthur and Eisenhower High Schools about food science, engineering, science and technology, and operations. The Illinois Lottery has announced record sales for the first half of the current fiscal year. The lottery posted $1.8 billion in sales from July through December. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website, nowdecatur.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. There's tornado damage in Kansas and Oklahoma and reports of at least a dozen people injured in Norman, Oklahoma. All of these cars on this block seem to have just been pushed by this wind. All of those windows busted out. Homes are missing windows, roofs, even a few missing their entire garages. Oklahoma is used to getting these tornadoes around 3, 4, 5 o'clock when it's still sunny outside so you couldn't even see this thing coming. Fox 25 Oklahoma City's Jamison Keevover in Norman. In South Carolina, Alec Murdaugh's defense team is expected to rest its case by this afternoon. Closing arguments could begin as early as Wednesday. Murdoch is accused of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul in June of 2021. He testified last Thursday and Friday for 10 hours, admitting for the first time that he had lied to investigators, friends, and family about where he was the night of the murders. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today we've got rain and thunderstorms until about 5 p.m. with 45 mile per hour winds and a high of 58. For tonight, cloudy with a low around 39 and also windy. For Tuesday, mostly cloudy to start, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 52. Then Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 62. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 58 degrees. Your WSOI time is 832. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecatur.com.
Speaking of sneakers, uh, we have maybe the most elite collection ever sold at auction tomorrow in Dubai uh, with Sotheby's uh, Auction House. And this is what's referred to as collectors as the Holy Grail. Think Mona Lisa, the David Monet's Water Lilies level of auction. Called the Dynasty Collection. Six Nike Air Jordan sneakers that Michael Jordan wore during the six NBA championship uh, games the Chicago Bulls won in the 1990s. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. One shoe from each game. And what's funny is if you go back to the last dance, you will see him hobbling around with one shoe in a lot of those episodes. Yeah. Because uh, Tim Hallam who was the communication director for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he collected them uh, and received the shoes directly from uh, Michael Jordan after the final buzzer in the Hall of Famers championship games. Uh, and uh, literally, he no longer owns the shoes. Why would he give, you know, we don't know whether he purchased them from Jordan. We do know collecting today very different than it was in the 1990s, right? Even though those shoes I'm sure were really valuable. How in the world did he end up with them? Did he sell them because he no longer owns them? But who's auctioning them off? It's a private sale. That's crazy. And and that is a known in, in sneaker collectors, you know, of him having those shoes at one point. But, man, that would be – that is the holy grail. And Jordan always released playoff shoes, too. So you would see a different colorway when the playoffs would start? Yeah, six distinct Air Jordan models, all designed by Tinker Hatfield, comprise the collection beginning with 1991's black and red Air Jordan, what is that, six? Yep. And ending with the uh, sleek Air Jordans from 98. There's a whole movie coming about how all of this partnership formed, right, with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Yep. And the question always is, you know, what if Jordan had gone somewhere else? Uh, would anybody else have filled that slot or would Adidas be, you know, what Nike is today? Right. Those, uh, man, those shoes, I have every, every one of those. Okay. I remember them. I mean, they were the black playoff edition. Oh, oh my goodness. You had every one of them not worn by Michael Jordan <laughs> right. in an actual championship game. Not his. Uh, now, here's what I want to know. Uh, some of, and they're all, I believe, autographed. Yeah, the photo I'm looking at has the date they hand dated and all that stuff too. Some of them are crackled and yellowed uh, because of you know how long ago mm-hmm. it was. So, what do you think this goes for? Oh, I, I mean, millions for sure. Yeah, million. I wouldn't have a guess because it. it it isn't the people that are going to buy them to wear them. It, this is you're getting into the people that would collect like autographed basketballs and stuff. Do this isn't exclusively to sneakerheads. Yes, uh, but this also because of the Last Dance, I believe you, you know that that it is Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan all over again. Yeah, for those not young or not old enough to really have lived through that time. What do I mean, you mean by that? It's a, he's got a bigger audience today than I think he did then. Mm-hmm. And, and the last dance in COVID, meaning everybody was watching that, whether you were a sports fan or not, because besides that and Tiger King, there was nothing else to watch. Right. And so you had a whole new generation of Jordan fans or maybe people that knew the Jordan lore but didn't get to see it firsthand and got to watch all that whatever 10-part episode yeah. and relive all of it. And then the people who were there at the time got to relive it in a way – that they before then had not been able to do. Yeah, I, and I think that there's one other thing that is kind of new too is uh, the Jumpman brand has uh, is now on NBA logo is now on NBA jerseys and is now synonymous with what's going on. Yeah, so, college football uniforms. Yeah. Yep. You know, you see Michigan. You yeah. know, that's all over. So I think that these probably would never be as crazy uh, pricey as they will be today. Yeah, like even in the height of him yeah, winning, right. I think so for sure. And I don't think you realize the dynasty when the dynasty's happening. Sometimes you need twenty year perspective to go. Well, no one's even come close to that. Yeah, and man, this one felt real special while it was happening, though. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I'm just saying, the collecting in 1998 isn't what collecting in 2023 is. No, 
Yeah, that's really cool. And with the release of Air, you got a movie. So you 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 take the the recollection of what it was like to live through that whole time, and in his own words, you take COVID, you take people uh, uh, seeing that again, reliving again, or living it for the first time. Mm-hmm. You got a movie coming out. You got all this. I mean, it, I don't think Michael Jordan's ever been as hyped as he is right now. Probably not. NASCAR owner, largest donation he's ever done. Sixtieth birthday was just on the seventeenth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the NBA ownership. Eh, yeah, that's not. I mean, political activist now. Yeah, <laughs> it just went different from him too. I mean, just all everything's different than it was. Now the current record holder is when, um, like, evidently when Kanye was doing stuff with Nike. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. In 2021, it sold for 1.8 million. It was a prototype of the Nike Air yeah. Yeezy One model. I don't think this is even in the same ballpark. No, I think this is in a whole other level. That's yeah, that is a product that uh, you know it's something else. You're talking about historic with prop provenance. You know, you can tr- hey, I I can watch my shoe on TV. That's it over there. It's well, going 48. But but and they're also having this in Dubai where there's just stupid money. Right. That's right. Right. I, I mean, they're literally propping up an entire golf league. Right. So they can spend whatever they want to spend on these shoes. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody in Dubai. Right. Some prince, crown brother, whatever, like, you know, there's nothing. That's only five million. <laughs> right. Uh, so we'll see what happens. What would you do for this? I, I don't, man, I couldn't even. I'd love to have it. There's, I wouldn't even entertain the idea of being able to have it. I it's, hope man, not. It's just <laughs> so extravagant. And, and then, like anything else, I mean, I think that there are people that argue that art's different from shoes or different mm-hmm. from whatever. I, you know, it's it's whatever the value of a person who's willing to write a check. I mean, that's right. at the end of the day what the value is. Right. Whether you consider it dumb money or not. And now, I think there's a ballpark. I think if it's crazy money. You, you know, which is sometimes what you get when you do this global stuff. Oh, yeah, it could be $50 million. And, but but is it ever going to return on that investment? I don't it's think so. sit on somebody's. Yeah, if that's all, if it's worth $50 million, now I would argue you could do a lot of good in the world for $50 million rather than own six pairs of shoes. Right. Yeah, all six. I think it's going to go for at least. Uh, well, you know, give me a guess. T- tens of millions. I, I, oh, you think tens of millions? Mm-hmm. The record's 1.8. For one shoe. For, okay, I, I get that. There's differences, but I'm saying in perspective. Let's let's say two two million each, 12. I'm well, gonna they're say, selling them as a group. I know, so uh, let's just call it, I'd say north of 15 million. Okay. I'm going to, I'll go the under on that. Okay. Not out of any expertise. Yeah, I don't have any clue. And, and I don't know, you may be, there may be way more than that. I don't know. Yeah. I just think at a certain level. If it's not an investment that means it could pay for itself, mm-hmm. like art, yeah, you, you know, I mean, if, if you buy a Jackson Pollock, I mean, you know, it's not going to go down in value, right? I don't know. Now, if you paid twice what it's worth, mm-hmm. which is sometimes when you get into this fanboy stuff, people have more money than sense on some of this because it's just a passion thing rather than an investment. I just can't imagine being able to pull the trigger, no matter how much money I had, feeling like I could have done something way better for Earth than buy a bunch of tennis shoes. Well, there's a lot of people that do a lot of great things for Earth and buy the tennis shoes. There's a lot of people that just buy the tennis that's shoes. That's true. That's absolutely true. Now. If you're thinking about family value and generational stuff, I mean, I, I think it's crazy when I see in the art world what, what some of this gets to. And I, I think that is because it's gotten past actual passionate art fans and it's gotten crazy. Like they've mm-hmm. just outbid to a point where I don't know if there's going to be a return on that investment. Right. And that's what happens when you get people that don't know what they're doing but just have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're and right they're competitive. On. And, and this being a memorabilia as much as it is a shoe i think it brings in the people that are buying the tom oh. tom brady game worn jersey or whatever you know like I, I, it I brings guess, them in it does but if it's 12 15 million you're taking a lot of people out of that oh, conversation for sure anyway Just takes one super fan tomorrow i don't know how long this is open it's a private tool but i mean eventually we're gonna find out right oh for sure we will because somebody gonna set a the auction house is gonna leak it because they want more business i i Secretly want to say that I'm being very, very uh, low on my. I, I think it might go crazy. 
So there's a photo in the Wall Street Journal uh, uh, article that if you watch, you go back and watch that. There he is with the big magnum of champagne and the yep. cigar with the that. one shoe on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you saw enough of that. You're like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Is this kind of superstition thing? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, but no, this guy. Now, do you think this guy? I mean, and you know, you think about you went six of these, and this guy's got the the wherewithal, meaning this communications guy with the bulls to get him to sign all these. How does he get that from Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan just seems like if there was any money in it for him, there's no way in hell he's giving it to anybody else. That I don't know. Uh, but I do know he, he liked to change his shoes fairly regularly. So there, there might be others that he wore in the same game, sometimes even in halftime. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but these were the games at the buzzer. I know. These were, by the way, all the championship games. I know. So these were the shoes. Like, so, I mean, he had to. He just knew he was too smart about branding not to know the value of this. I don't know what the exchange would have been. But we, look, I was collecting. Probably that. lost a golf bet. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, maybe. I mean, we were, we, he, he was so popular in collecting that amateur collectors like myself knew what, we were looking for anything touching those things. So imagine having the resources or wherewithal. Those people knew the score. All right. So this is what the guy says, right? Uh, when explaining his collection in 1997, he said, I don't play, I don't score, I don't rebound. So the championship rings don't mean quite as much to me as they do the players. I wanted something that was an actual part of the game, so I asked Michael for one of his shoes. Now, that was in 97. Yeah. Which would have been the uh, the one before the last, so it would be their fifth championship in '97. Yeah, and then he later sold them, but we don't know how much for. Now there's a collector that says low range twenty million, maybe a hundred million dollars. That's where my head is at. That's where my head is at, honestly. I didn't want to say it out loud in case it was like it came in for three hundred grand. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't I, think three hundred grand is going to be. I don't know that a hundred million. That's a. I mean, now you're in a pool that is so small. They're buying billion dollar yachts now, man. I well, I know, but the yacht you get to like take to you know someplace warm and and you get this thing sitting somewhere. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I think it's a big difference to buy an a jet or a yacht than it is a collection of six is it if you individual two hundred seventy billion dollars. Yeah. And once I get, once again, small world. Not a lot of people have right. 270 billion. That's all it billion. takes. And, and most of them didn't get to 270 billion by spending a hundred million dollars on six shoes. I know. But who knows? Maybe that resale value will be dwarfed, you know, in years to come. But I don't think as time goes by, you know, will this be, will Michael Jordan be Babe Ruth? Will Michael Jordan be Honus Wagner? Will, I mean, this thing is so unusual and specific. Yeah. And and there were only, you know, I mean, six championship games. You know, maybe it is like the Holy Grail 25 years from now. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, he is the icon. He's the, he he's institutional for decades moving forward. He, he is, but remember, so was Babe Ruth. I, I mean, eventually the kids will be. Babe I don't wasn't mean, commercialized the same well, way Michael but, was. Well, there wasn't an That's ability what I'm to be commercialized. That, yeah. But there's also age bias, and you see it today with the LeBron Jordan. Now think about 25 years past LeBron. Right. There will be a time where it'll be myth. Maybe. Eventually. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Um, how would you display these? In a hundred million dollar display wrapped in gold and all the other stuff. I mean, that's that's who's buying it. Air co- air controlled. I'd have them touched up a little bit. You touch them up? Meaning like, get, no, get the stuff that's been added to them since, meaning like the dust and stuff. I wouldn't go in you and paint the cracks. You think that these dust on them? Dude, I, lo- I looked at some of the pictures. They look like they could be tightened up just slightly. Okay, I, don't, I think that gets into a dangerous area in the collecting world, doesn't no, it? No, I'm talking about the white glove care, not going in there going, oh, there's a scratch. I'd like the black put back in. That's not what I'm talking about. Just make sure they're pristine. All right. And then air control them. Museum glass. Couldn't do it. No UV. Couldn't do it. My trophy room. Couldn't the right do it. Temperature. Uh, couldn't do it. <laughs> Not let my tiger in that room. Hundred minutes. <laughs> exactly. Can't right. get in my Be jet fumes on it. This thing's like you know in the office of some cartel <laughs> drug lord <laughs> in right. Mexico. Right. All right. We'll take one last break. <laughs>
Uh, who knows? I mean, it could very well be, right? Yeah. Some cousin of El Chapo. The the, the t- stories that I heard from my, one of my soldier friends of the gold toilet seats of Saddam Hussein that they would find in random houses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's a $1,200 house with a $700,000 toilet yeah. seat. All right. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Small footsteps through big trees. Laughter muffled by leaves. Knowing looks on unknown paths. Wherever you roam, the primary care team at HSHS Medical Group will be right by your side so your family can focus on what matters most, sharing the next adventure. HSHS Medical Group, here with you for adventures big and small. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. My doctor told me my cholesterol is borderline, so I took control with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula. Garlic helps maintain healthy cholesterol safely and naturally. It's odor and taste free, and Garlic is a world leader in garlic potency. I'm taking charge of my cholesterol with Garlic Healthy Cholesterol Formula, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. We're having a party. Dancing to the music. Played by the DJ. Don't forget, tomorrow, uh, two job fairs, career fairs happening. ADM is going to be at Workforce Investment Solutions at 757 West Pershing Road. No need to make an appointment. 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Stop by and talk to somebody in person. We talked to Greg Webb on Friday. He said people will more than likely get job offers on the spot. Not mean everybody, but that they're, they're willing to go, let's go. Also, the Illinois Department of Corrections is having a hiring fair today, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, at Richland Community College uh, for correctional officers and non-security positions, so it doesn't necessarily have to be something you're trained in. Uh, there's details on all of that on com. Just go to the Employment and Retraining Opportunities and Assistance uh, resource page, and you can find everything you need there. I know it's, it's very daunting, like where to start. Oh, my God, I got uh, uh, you know unemployment insurance or, or insurance issues, or, or, oh, I might need help with utility assistance or rent, uh, whatever it might be, mental health support, uh, just maybe you said, uh, I'm going to take this chance to retrain and, and get to a whole new life, whole new career direction. All of that's available at nowdicator.com. There are things you read about occasionally and you go, man, if we don't need tort reform in this country, I don't know what we need. And you remember a couple of years ago, 2021, uh, Lady Gaga's dog got kidnapped. Yep, I remember that. You remember that? Yep. And she offered a $500,000 reward. And it turns out they, they arrested the people who did it. She got the dog back. Now, one of the people, one by the name of Jennifer McBride, who was arrested in the kidnapping plight, is suing for the $500,000 reward. Like, hey, I'm going to turn myself in for the cash, is, no, is what she was thinking. She didn't turn herself in. She got arrested, oh, she but she's now suing for the $500,000 reward, saying that Lady Gaga was in breach of contract because she offered this, even though she was part of the kidnapping. That's some dumb stuff. Why do we allow this? I mean, it, it, is there any reason to believe that it's going to go further than the first five minutes in court? Granted, there's a lot more that goes into the first five minutes. Why should Lady Gaga have to pay a lawyer to go to court to not pay $500,000 reward to the lady who kidnapped her dog? Yeah, that doesn't seem to be even reasonable. I would imagine stuff like this 
happens to celebrities way more than you think. And then I would also imagine that there's risk managers that work for these people that go, you know what, you're better off just paying this lady something than dragging all this out. And that's why people keep doing it. Yeah, it's like the guy upstairs on uh, the uh, the Howie Mandel show with the suitcases. <laughs> he makes an offer. Yeah. He's like, here's 300 grand. Just make it go away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You drop it for 300 grand, please. I, I mean, I've always believed that if you uh, – that, that, and I'm not a lawyer. Admit that up front. We know that. But these frivolous kind of lawsuits that if you lose, you should have to pay the other side's cost. Right. Now, there will be people that argue, well, that's unfair. People who don't have money would never be able to sue. No, I mean, if it's a frivolous, I mean, if it's deemed by the judge to be no standing, that lawyers shouldn't even, I mean, who's the lawyer that takes this case? Not just you lose, but hey, this wasn't even real to begin with, right? Because right. if you lose, you know. But let's just say a lawyer takes the case. But you get to that first crack, and the judge goes, absolutely not. You're done. Well, whatever Lady Gaga had to pay on the other side of that courtroom, they ought to have to eat the cost. Yeah, it would seem reasonable. If you made that up, if it was dumb and wasn't real anyway, yeah. I just don't know how you can claim a reward when you were part of the crime. So dumb. So dumb. And it happens all the time. People get hurt committing the crime, and then it's like, whose insurance pays for that? You know, so dumb. It's what we get, though, in the most litigious nation on earth. Uh, also, very funny, Russell Crowe news over the weekend. Uh, they got refused service at a restaurant because they were underdressed, like turned away and kicked out. Russell Crowe? And he's a large man now. But he's not. But they were playing tennis or something. Uh, this was in Australia. There's a place called Mr. Miyagi's. It's a Japanese restaurant. And him and his... Uh, I don't know if it's girlfriend or wife. Um, uh, they didn't meet the smart casual dress code, and the person at the door didn't know who he was. Now, this is in Australia, mate. I mean, you know, he's big everywhere, but right. I'm assuming he's bigger there. Oh, my goodness. Now, they had some fun with it, right? And it was, after the fact, they had posted <laughs> on their social media uh, – <laughs> That they literally, um, that, that the person who was the staff member who refused the service didn't recognize him. And so they had some fun with it. I was looking for the post. And I can't find it now about how um, uh, it doesn't matter whether you are or who you are or if you're Russell Crowe. We've got a dress code that we push across to every level. Uh, and they said they'd love to have him back just where the pro- – I mean, you know, they were having some fun with it. I, I just it, – I, it's strange to me. I don't know what goes for rules and fashion anymore, but I didn't know that we still had this. Yeah, that seems a little, unless it was a hoity-toity sort of thing, but whatever. That's funny that he got rejected in that way. Famous, world famous. No athletic wear is allowed. Oh, okay. Uh, not sure exactly what that means because there has been this blending of um, – athleisure wear, yeah. particularly during COVID. Oh, yeah. Where things have changed a lot. Now, I, I, I imagine if you had some rule against flip-flops or something. I mean, even then, I think the world is different mm-hmm. today than it was three years ago. Yeah. House of Blues Chicago, has a, in their in their backstage area, they have certain shoes you can't wear. Yeah. Uh, now, Gordon Ramsay, one of his restaurants, kicked somebody out. I think Caitlyn Jenner's been for wearing ripped jeans. Is this still a thing? <laughs> Some places, yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> I saw, this is sort of related, I saw the baseball player MVP Joey Votto try to get into Wrigley Field, yeah? and they were like, sorry, sir, you can't come in here. He goes, I play here. And they were like, do you have your proof? No, I don't. He goes, how about these people following? Tell them who I am. All the fans with the video and everything rattled off all the stats. They let him in. Uh-huh. He didn't look like he was dressed the part. <laughs> so, I, I assume that happens. Yeah, $300 million baseball player. That, that's your front gateway. You, right. you know, oftentimes that, that first impression guy or gal yep. is disastrous for you. Yeah. Lucky they had fun with it, you know, but still, it's like, I'm just here to do my job, guy. <laughs> uh, and, and then it's like, uh, there's like some publicist, you, you know, or a manager told the Daily Mail Australia, 
they were just there for a quick, uh, quick bit to eat. Uh, he said he went there wearing a brand new Ralph Lauren polo, having just played a game of tennis and was turned away. So I don't know. Maybe he was wearing flip flops or something. I don't know. Maybe I don't, is this a beach area? I, I'd have to be familiar with the location. <laughs> Still kind of funny. It is funny. Uh, and, and it's probably some kids never seen Gladiator. Right. Or wouldn't recognize him anyway. Hasn't seen Thor. Right. He uh, certainly isn't seeing all the straight to DVD stuff because he doesn't have a DVD player. <laughs> Oh, uh, happens to everyone, I suppose. Hey, if you missed any of the show today, podcasts are available and driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. You can get them anywhere you get your podcast, but the easiest way is just go to nowdicator.com and click on the podcast page. That's it for us. We will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early 6 a.m. Stay dry and stay out of the wind. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Sally's doing that twist now. If you take requests, WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. Kirkland Fine Arts Center has announced Grammy Award-winning artist Rhonda Vincent will be live in concert next Saturday, March 11th. Vincent has been described as the queen of bluegrass by the Wall Street Journal. She just performed at Dolly Parton's 77th birthday celebration at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville last month. Tickets range from $20 to $30. Kids under 12 get in for 10 bucks. Go to KirklandFineArts.com to buy tickets. State lawmakers are getting a closer look at Governor Pritzker's plans to prevent and end homelessness. The governor's proposal was... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit NewhoffMedia.com.